0: to the field of 68 best bet show first round tournament edition that's right the three man weaver here to talk you through all the games on Thursday and on Friday bet rivers is our sponsor field of 68 they're great guys matt and kai are in vegas right now in jim's house chilling we could probably hear each other room to room it's going to be a little bit of a weird show but we it's going to be a fun one guys we're going to go down the list every single game we're going to start with Thursday but first jim how are you, man? Thanks for showing us a good time last night. Didn't didn't do anything too crazy. Just hung out.
1: Yeah, we just uh, met up with our overlord, Mister Goodman. He ordered us yeah. around the strip. Uh, but Kai, it, it's it's all about Thursday and Friday. The games are coming up fast. Gonna get a, a, a quality discussion in here, and then boy, it's it, it's
0: almost time. Mm-hmm. Matthew.
2: I'm great, man. Uh, the reverb in the background is interesting, but this will test just how skilled I am at this profession. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. Big, big slate. And, hey, yes. we're not talking NIT. If I hear any more inquiries in the chat no about IT. them, we're going to boot you. You're going to be tossed.
0: Absolutely zero suspended NIT. For,
2: suspended for three months without Pat. Zero
0: funds, sir. Well, guys, we're going to go in chronological order for your uh, enjoyment, for your pleasure. Let's start with Colorado State, Michigan, the 6-11 game. Michigan right now a two and a half point favorite and guys news broke yesterday, Colorado state, a bit of a travel fiasco. Now I don't think it matters too much, Jim, but Nico Medved and the boys found out their flight to Indianapolis last night around 11 o'clock Pacific time. And they flew out this morning at like 9am.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the concern there would be practice schedule. They're like, okay, suddenly we got to pack up, get to Indy. We don't know when we're going to practice there they're still getting there on Tuesday and they play Thursday. Like they're going to be there for 48 hours. I'm not really concerned about like jet lag or something or, or, you know, being a little uh, dis- discombobulated by the time change. Not, not, not a problem. Uh, Matt, what intrigues me here is the potential for Colorado state to go small and play David Roddy at the five. It's a lineup. They went to a lot late in the season. James Morris had a, a really bad game in the mountain West tournament semifinals. Uh, so now they've got to deal with if they go small, they got to deal with Dickinson somehow, but man, that means Michigan has to deal with them too. The way they can space yep. the floor, Roddy can spread it out to the perimeter. Uh, that, that gives both teams a clear edge to points. So I am actually leaning towards an efficiency-based over here, Matthias. And I also think it's a kind of a coin flip. Uh, so I, I would probably take the points with Colorado State.
2: Yeah, well, also, I mean, Diabate—they've played a lot of those two big lineups recently. So you could go have you could have this double big twin tower lineup, Michigan against a small ball Colorado State lineup. So a fascinating chess match there. I would tend to give the edge in that to Medved, but again, I believe in this Michigan team. I have not reacted to some of their oscillations back and forth. I have been favored by a lot larger than the current spread indicates. I did bet them, um, but I do worry a little bit about. Uh, Medved finding some holes with those. Um, again, Diabate and Dickinson are at more agile than people give them credit for, but they're they, they can be exposed if they spread them out with, with with the way Medved can orchestrate offense. I'm with Jim. I like the over, but I'm on Michigan too, Kai.
0: Yeah, I'm on Michigan, guys. Um, there's no answer for Hunter Dickinson. Oh. At the very least, he's going to get guys in foul trouble. And Colorado State's, then, to begin with up there, uh, in terms of guys who can guard or put up a fight in the post, I think Diabonte's a matchup problem, too. Devonte Jones, playing a lot better recently. We've talked about that. He'll have his hands full of Stevens, though. Um, I agree with Jim. The Colorado State guards are no joke. I love Colorado State. I just don't like the matchup for him. I think they got a tough draw here. So I'll take Michigan. Moving on, the next game is one of great intrigue, guys. It's South Dakota State, our Jack Bunnies, against Providence, a team that's gotten so much attention for being lucky, uh, for being actually worse than their record indicates. Matt, we've heard the narrative. Well, it's plus two is the spread for the Bunnies, and I can already see the narrative both ways. Providence wins. Ha-ha, idiots. I knew they – you thought they'd lose. They're legit. South Dakota State wins. Ha-ha, told you Providence is lucky. Ha-ha-ha. What side of the fence do you go on, Matt?
2: Yeah, John Fanta talks about on our Field of 68 After Dark show how this is the type of stuff that this Providence team feeds on. Um, And a lot of the cliche stuff that we hate is relevant to this team with how good their mojo is running this season. All that said, I did fade them. I took the Jack Bunnies. I think they just come out and blitz the Friars shin with a flurry of threes um, the way they can score from all over the floor, not just relying on three-point shooting, but they can also make shots inside the arc. Douglas Wilson can do some damage inside, even against Nate Watson. Kai mentioned we saw Doug Wilson run circles around USC. I don't think he's going to be uh, – he won't shy away from this challenge. So go Jack Bunnies, baby.
1: Yeah, I, I think the the narrative about South Dakota State getting beat up inside is a little too strong. Like Dent Langer yep. and Luke Apple are solid bodies in there. Douglas Wilson is no slouch, no pushover. And, yeah, like the the three-point shooting for South Dakota State can always be a weapon, but they play inside out. Like, that's really more what they're about. Uh, We had Eric Henderson on after dark, and he mentioned that. Like, I think the the three-point shooting is what jumps out to people, but they're a very stout interior team. Uh, If it's close, late, that's going to be dicey because, man, Providence is, like, unbeatable in a close game. Yeah. But, Kai, I did take plus two and a half when it was there on Sunday. I'm on the jackrabbits, uh, I think they get it done just because it's popular doesn't mean it's wrong.
0: That's right. I have to take the bunnies too. I'm, I'm a man of principle. I said I would do it if they got matched up with Princeton. That's right. It's the best evens in the summit, still average, still allows like 1.01 points. Per yeah, possession. not right. great. Uh, yeah, man. I, I think South Dakota State can get it done. Hey, shooting, shooting, they're one of the best shooting teams in the country. That's making fun to right? bet on. Shot making fun, fun to bet on. Next game, guys. One of the, I would say, the game I'm most torn on of any in the tournament. We're talking about an eight-nine matchup, Boise State and Memphis in the West region. Memphis minus two and a half. Jim, Boise's probably not the team Memphis wanted to see. Boise's super long, athletic, physical, just like the Tigers. Who do you have in this game?
1: Kai, I would say neither of these teams wanted to see the other. Uh, both both are very stout defensively, like you said. Both physical, both athletic. Uh, Boise was great in close games this year, too. Uh, they, they don't quite have the narrative that Providence does, but uh, I, I think both these teams are very feisty. I have a really tough time with the side, but Kai, you know what I am gonna do? Best bet under, baby, under 133. Oh, yeah. I think this game's a brawl. Boise State slows it down to the half court, neither team can make free throws. Uh, I'm oh, a little yeah. worried about Memphis's pressure uh, and speeding the game up a little bit. Boise hasn't been awesome against pressure this year, per per synergy numbers, but. I'm still okay with it. I, I think that Boise will do a good enough job slowing it down, and efficiency will be low enough. So, Matt, under for me.
2: Yeah, Jim, I think the under is a great play. The only reason that wouldn't go under is, right, if there's some helter-skelter, up-and-down nonsense from turnovers. But if this game does play in the half-court, efficiency should be low-low. Kai, I took Memphis. Um, The youth versus experience angle is real here. Boise is an old, old team. Um, They're physical – uh, with ACOT and Kijab, and these dudes have been around the block, and I think they kind of have the chip on the old shoulder. Tyson Deanhart, my boy, freshman phenom, love this Boise team, but I think Memphis just has more yeah. uh, more bullets in the chamber. <clears throat> so I think that athleticism and that speed overwhelms them, even though they are sort of battle-tested by playing in that Mountain West. I just think Memphis has the edge. I
0: think mean, Memphis is a notch above just everything Boise is, and, and they're under so I think there's value there. I, I take Memphis as well. Uh, all right. Baylor, Norfolk State. I don't know if we need to belabor the one versus 16 matchups, guys, too much here, but I'm taking Baylor minus 21. I think a lot of people think Baylor's weak, Matt. That's silly. Um, We just saw them beat Kansas and Texas shorthanded. They're going to be fine. Norfolk lost to Xavier by 40 this season. Haven't played a top 90 team since. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I love Baylor. Uh, I guess their injuries are a worry, but they have seven guys, and I love those seven dudes. Similar narrative with Arizona. We'll talk about them later. Um, I think they smashed Norfolk. Jim?
1: Baylor first half. I I think they smashed in the first half. Norfolk got embarrassed by Xavier from the jump in that game. I think that might ride over a little bit. Baylor not a a deep rotation. Perhaps they bring the cover squad in late, and the back door could be Mm blown open. But I, I think first half, Baylor is worthwhile.
0: Uh, all right, guys, one of my favorite matchups on the board, because I love this team, Tennessee versus Longwood. And I'm talking about Longwood, Jim. I love Longwood. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> plus 17, my my reaction was, wow, this spread is high, Jim, even though Tennessee, I think, is underseeded, uh, like most degree. What do you think?
1: Uh, set me up on a platter, Kai. I will hit it out of the park. Longwood, Boom. plus 17, best bet. Boom, Lancers. Uh, nice. They can stay close because they can shoot. You have to be able to make threes against Tennessee. They'll keep you out of the paint, and Longwood can do that. They've got two guys shooting over 40% on high, high volume, and then four other guys in the rotation that can knock them down. Uh, Some slight concerns on the defensive glass. Even though Longwood was the best uh, defensive rebounding team in the Big South, that's kind of damning with faint praise a little bit there. Uh, I think Tennessee's size can work them a little bit. But the shooting, the guard play, the the fact that all their guards are physical, is something I really like about Longwood.
2: All so, weight room, backcourt, baby. Yep. Not a good representative of that, but you get the idea. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't take
1: Matt as a weight room reference. But, yeah, Matt, uh, <sighs> this is my second best bet of Thursday. Already not all right. I only have two, so they're all out there already. But Longwood plus 17.
2: Jim, I've gone back and forth a million times. I'm with Longwood and our guy Griff Aldridge, baby. Uh, I, I yeah, do man. have serious concerns about the Tennessee matchup. Um, just with the physicality they can impose up front. But again, I actually like the size advantage of those guards going against Chandler and uh, and Ziegler. So got to make some shots. That's I mean, Longwood takes some deep, sometimes contested threes and their forms, like Wilkins and Wade have that kind of herky-jerky form, but they hit them, and they're going to have to make a few to to stay competitive here.
0: Longwood has a giant killer formula. Great coach, experienced team, especially the guards. Sixth best three-point shooting team in the country. Physical, rebound well, play hard, slow the game down, don't look to run that's a giant killer mentality. I think plus 17 is a lot. I like Longwood as well. Next game guys, Richmond and Iowa, Matthew, I'm kind of tired of fading Iowa. Um, and, and 10 and a half is a lot of points for a spiders team. I respect one of the oldest teams in the country, a point guard, Jacob Gilliard is a senior leader. Who do you like?
2: I took like Richmond. Um, and honestly, as the hours go by, I worry that I've not taken full stock of this Iowa defensive transformation. Like they forced how many turnovers against Purdue? Like a fairly smart, stable backcourt. Uh, we saw them swallow up Northwestern. Uh, I think Richmond's smart enough to take care of the ball, but they're gonna need a couple of guys to come back and help Gilliard break some of that pressure that France starting to out there. That zone in the half court's a little tricky. It takes Richmond out of what they want to do offensively. All that said, Jim, it's bitsy spiders, arachnids assemble we're backing them plus ten.
1: Yeah, it's just a little high man. You know, I'm not just too really high. A, I'm not a numbers guy uh, in the scout. NCAA tournament, in the NCAA tournament, I, I usually go away from my numbers is what I'm saying. I'm more matchup right. based, more coach based. Uh, but this one, man, I, I made it around five and a half, six, uh, maybe my rating's not high enough on Iowa at this point could be a little lagging behind, but Richmond's experienced. They can score. Iowa's defense is very bad. I think Gilliard will, will force some some havoc in the backcourt with his steel prowess. So, yeah, I'm begrudgingly taking 10 and a half here, Kai. I'm do. i acutely aware of what Iowa could do to them offensively and and potentially put up like 90 points, but it's just a little high to me. I
0: got to stick with it on principle. Yeah, of course, Jim. And we're betting every game of the tournament when we're in Vegas. Of course we are. So I will have some money on Richmond plus 10 and a half here. You know, Iowa's defense isn't great. It's weak. I think Mooney's crew can score on it without issue. Now, Richmond cannot stop Iowa. So I like the over here at 150. Pace is not going to be there, but efficiency is going to be out the wazoo um i lean the over like the spiders at plus 10 and a half hey wazoo got a mention on an nca tournament show congrats uh man kind of sucks that they didn't make they'll the be here next weird.
2: year they'll be here next yeah. year
0: i think so too all right next game another 16-1 matchup georgia state gonzaga georgia state plus 23 and a half jim is georgia state the best 16 seed ever
1: uh maybe not ever there's some like that that one penn team was remarkable that True. played against kansas they were really yeah. good Uh, But this team, when healthy, yeah, I mean, they should not be a 16. They won 12 their last 13 after they got right. They can do some things that give Gonzaga problems. The pressure, I think we saw Gonzaga exposed a little bit against San Francisco uh, late in that game, although it was a 20-point lead, so they were a little lackadaisical. They were not attacking pressure to score. They were basically attacking it to stall, and that's when you can get in trouble. Uh, I think they'll attack this pressure to score. But I trust the paint defense, Georgia State, to at least neutralize uh, Timmy and Holmgren a little bit, a little bit uh, enough to cover 23 and a half. that still feels just a little bit high for, for a Georgia state team, this version of it with the full health that they have uh leaning towards Georgia state.
2: Yeah, I do too, even at the still number. So um I just think it gets a little bit into a half court affair as you know, it's impossible to do against Gonzaga. I think Georgia state can't control the tempo enough to keep this fairly um slow. And you're right. The size up front is notable. I mean, thomason uh Sosome. somewhere sesame or they're big big dudes mm-hmm. uh, Def, uh, Kog,
1: it's, aj donaldson asked about first to 15 for georgia state they are a i, I think jack yellows put out a trend sheet that showed like shot making and shot quality and they are in like the bottom quadrant of both shot quality and shot making they take terrible shots and don't always knock them down. Yeah. So I they don't I don't know if they have the high variance I want in a first to 15 team. I'm considering it, but it's not my favorite of the first to 15s.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a prayer that Georgia State hits enough shots. They're very experienced. They should have won, they expected to be to be the Sun Belt champs. And maybe they slow down the Zags a little bit with their funky zone. That's kind of the hope if you're on the Panthers today or pff, Thursday. Uh next game. Not too many left here. Well, about halfway. Marquette versus UNC. I know we got takes in this one, guys. Marquette is plus three. And Matt, I'm going to say it right here, and Jim agrees with me because I know the guy, Marquette is scrappy as a dog. Guess what they are against the spread? 11-5-1 against the spread as an underdog. I think their zone press gives UNC ball handlers fits. What do you think?
2: Um, I've gone back and forth in this game so many dang times. Marquette's not been playing as well lately. Uh, the problem is they just haven't had a very erratic supporting cast. Morcell and Lewis, people have been able to key in on them, and they haven't gotten the ancillary production from others on a consistent basis. Um, and UNC, I kind of still think they're legit. I know the Virginia Tech game looks like uh, an eyesore, but just stretch out that time span the last three weeks prior, pretty damn impressive. So I kind of lean the Tar Heels. I don't know if I'd take it at minus three, Jim.
1: No, I wouldn't take it. I would take Marquette, plus three. So stop waffling, Matt. Get on board the Golden Eagles. Uh, I like Shocker quite a bit as a dog. They're, I think they're 9-3 and three against the spread as a diggity dog this year. Uh, they got a little overvalued late in the season, which I think hurt their performance a little bit. Uh, Maybe some freshmen hit the wall. They do play a decent amount of youngsters, but I love throwing Daryl Morsell at Caleb Love. A little cut the head off the snake type of thing for the UNC offense. Plenty of concern about Baycott and the offensive glass. Definitely Mm -hmm. think he gets his 20 and 10 Kai, but uh, I'm riding with
0: Marquette there. Yeah, I think Baycott has his way. I don't think anyone's guarding Justin Lewis. I think he's a tough matchup for for UNC. I know Leaky Black's out there, but – you gotta throw him on somebody, right? I, Hi, there's gonna be a lot of Justin Lewis too and yes. too little, a lot of a lot yeah. of little guys. Because yeah. he's right, they are too little, they can't guard him. Uh, I like Marquette plus three as well. All right, next game. New Mexico State is heading. Well, not heading, they're playing UConn 12-5 matchup, a juicy one. I gotta be honest, I was hoping for a better matchup for New Mexico State. I, I'm still gonna back them here, Jim at plus seven. But, man, UConn, with their size, they can out-athlete and out-physical the Aggies. They're, they're better at their brand. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that's kind of the concern. that they're, they're facing a team that has a lot of what they like to do and is better at it. Uh, New Mexico State has made the tournament a bunch of times since, like, 2005, and they've never won a game. They got really close against Auburn, and I think that was their best team, the and queen squad off the bench. Uh, this one is not that good. Teddy Allen is a terrific scorer, and he was able to dominate the WAC. But, Matt, this team lost to Chicago State. They lost to Chicago State. Come on. That is a horrific outcome for the WAC <laughs> yes, champions. <they> <laughs> uh, that, that really bothers me. Uh, I know they had some injury and sickness issues. Uh, Johnny McCants to not play, and he's a massive piece for them, both offensively and defensively. But uh, I worry that UConn can bully them a little bit. They have matchups to throw at Teddy Allen. If I had to bet this and I am betting every game this year with, you know, something, some sort of form or another, I'm not taking a side. I'm taking the under, I think it's kind of a half court brawl.
2: Yeah. I mean, Tyrese Martin, I think that's like the prototype guy you want to slot on Allen, right? Big physical and, and that can, too. and Jackson too. I mean, a little, little leaner, but long. And I think that takes away Allen's interior game and turns him into a jump shooter. And yeah, he can make 10 in a matter of a half hour. It feels like sometimes, but I don't trust him really as a, a shooter. Gotta cut the head off of the stake. I think Connecticut can and then have their way inside. I like the Huskies. I didn't take it minus seven. It feels a little bit too high against a coach I like in Chris Jans, but that's the yep. side I lean.
0: I am taking the Aggies. Chris Jans, greater than sign, Dan Hurley for me. UConn makes a lot yep. of mistakes. Um they they can't really exploit New Mexico State's ball handling issues. They're not really a pressure team, forced turnovers type of team. I Mexico State. I'm taking I'm not taking them to win, I'm taking them against the spread. All right, next game, guys. We can. Really breeze past this one. It's St. Peter's, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's minus 18, Matt. This is going to be such a massive beatdown. They're going to see it from space. What do you think?
2: Yeah, St. Peter's ranks outside the top 300 in all major synergy categories from an offensive efficiency perspective. Like they don't do anything well offensively. They basically have two guys. Always, that's
1: against the MAC too.
2: Against the MAC, the M double AC, not even the M single AC, the M AC. And they're not going to score against Kentucky unless. Doug Eater and Matthew Banks make threes. That's like their only hope for offense because what they do in the MAC is those guys get shots and then they just go try and get second, third chance opportunities. And it happened against Kentucky. So unless those dudes just have an out-of-body experience, I think Kentucky rolls pretty easily.
1: Yeah, Kentucky can take away the three. They do a decent job of that. And they have to defend the, the three, too. Their are length. Um, yeah. Oscar Shibwe is going to go nuts in this game. I think yeah. he could have 20 rebounds, Kai. would not surprise me. 20 rebounds in like the first 30 minutes before he sits down because they're up by yeah. 30 points. I, I think this is one of my favorite first-round smashes. Kind of K- Kentucky did it to Abilene Christian two years ago, a, a great defense, or three years ago, 2019. Uh, I think they can do it again here, a team with no offense and a defense that has not held up well against power competition.
0: Yeah, I wrote down 25 and 25 for Sheboy. I mean, Casey Nadefo, they're 6'7", St. Peter's, big man, defensive player of the year in the MAC, like every single year. He's going to get worked. Uh, Maryland worked him two years ago. So I I think Kentucky just smashes. Yeah. All right, moving on. St. Mary's gets a play-in winner, guys. I don't want to dwell too much on this. Let's let's hit the pig. Let's hit the pig while we're okay. Oh, I like that. Indiana, Wyoming, then. Um, Matthew wrote this for our lovely site for Action Network as well. Matt, your Hoosiers. You're an alum. They snuck in mm-hmm. the tournament. They're, they're playing Wyoming. Jeff Linder, coach team that we really respect. Do they suck in the tournament? Are they often? Are they in often enough snuck. to say they snuck. snuck? Excuse
1: me. They snuck. Oh, they snuck. Snuck. Okay. they <laughs> snuck in.
2: Yeah, Sorry. your alma mater has been there more frequently than mine um, last, what, decade or so, or since whatever. We don't need to litigate this. It's been bad for both of our programs. We're going to be fine now. We're coming back when Mizzou makes the right hiring decision. Link, wink, wink. Right. Um, great matchup for Indiana first round. I think it's a terrible matchup waiting in the second round against St. Mary's that so they can get by Wyoming. Uh, I think their interior fortress gym is built to tailor made to shut down, uh, what Wyoming's bread and butter is, which is basically post-ups through Graham E.K. They also have multiple guys that can slot on Maldonado, both from a wing perspective and a four perspective. Uh, I like the under almost more. I think both teams have a hard time scoring in this game.
1: Yeah, the unders unders my bet in that game. If if I'm making one, uh, not a best bet for the show. But yeah, I I will be back in it. Uh, I have this weird working theory that Graham Ek is better against bigger defenders because he can actually be more physical and they won't Mm -hmm. just flop all the time and get him called for offensive fouls. Like He was ineffective against UNLV, who doesn't really have a big, sizable post defender uh, other than Milwaukee, and he's kind of thin. But against bigger guys, like I think he can actually, he, there's more resistance. So his moves have more like counterbalance, uh, but I, I'm kind of with Matt. I think they can shut him down. I think this is a really tough matchup for Wyoming, especially yep. with the way Indiana's trending. They're actually playing well. I think they get to the St. Mary's game, Kai, and then St. Mary's executes them to ribbons. Just just completely uh, frustrates them with their, with their d- discipline and patience.
0: We're on the same page, guys. EK is going to get in foul trouble against IU pretty dang quick. Pretty dang quick. All right, moving on. Creighton, San Diego State, another 8-9 matchup. Uh, San Diego State favored by two here. Jim, defense, defense, defense. Creighton's is good. San Diego State's is better. The number two defense in the country. Who do you like? Uh, I like the defense, Kai.
1: I think both teams are terrific at the rim. It's going to be impossible for either team to get easy buckets. Kalkbrenner and Mensa are two of the best rim protectors in the entire country. Yep. Uh, Creighton doesn't have a point guard. I, I, I know that they won some games without him, but I think against San Diego State's yep. defense, that shows up even more uh, kind of the way it did against Villanova when they couldn't score partially because they were ice cold from deep. But uh, San Diego State makes it really difficult to shoot because they have a lot of length. They challenge everything on the perimeter. Uh, I'm leaning towards the Aztecs, Matthew, uh, laying yep. the small number and then leaning towards the under as well.
2: I actually like the over. I did some data work this morning, Jim. Um, overs on really, really, really low totals in the NCAA tournament actually been pretty good. So I just that's a stupid data angle in a nutshell. I, everything screams under in this matchup. You're right. I did not take it because of that. Uh, some historical data precedent. What's, what's the game.
1: data say? Is it like 55% or what are you, what are you telling me? Here? It was like
2: seven and one to the over since 2016 when Holy the total was under size. one. When the total was under 125 so eight huge games jim massive sample yeah, there significant to some
0: <laughs> Matt, here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take the data you just gave me i'm gonna throw it right back in your face i'm taking the under 120 as my best bet or one of them for this uh, particular day <clears throat> the defense is too good i i think jim hard jim is right on nim hard Jim hard jim hard jim hard him not being in this game is a big deal against san diego state who pressures you in the half court forced turnovers, you need ball handlers uh, to to beat them. Also, Creighton cannot shoot a terrible three-point shooting team, 314th in the country. They need to get inside. They need to get to the rim. They need to give it to Kalkbrenner. Ments is a total racer on that front. Sixth in two-point percentage defense this year is San Diego State. I think this is their game. I think it's going to go under um, the 120-point total. Again, one of my best bets for Thursday. And Matt, take that for data.
2: Take that for data. I ignored all of you. I don't want to yes. hear it. My data, my data matters more. The good news is one of us is going to be right. So
0: we'll just tout whoever's right. The winner. That's, exactly. That's basically, nice. that's basically how Twitter touts work, I think. Uh, next game, Arkansas, Vermont. Man, Jim, plus five. Ah, it's super short. No tie is going to be a huge problem, but I have to take my cat amongst, man. It's Vermont's best team since 2005. The Tom Brennan coach team. Yep. I scooped up a plus six on Sunday. So I'm back in the catamounts.
1: I I know that Note could be a problem, but I actually think Shungu is like a perfect matchup for him. He's a physical specimen. He's been defensive player in the league in the America East before. Actually, don't know if he repeated as it this year, but I'm pretty sure he won it last year. He is a tough matchup for Note. I think he can bother him. I don't think this Vermont team is athletically limited as Colgate was last year who got completely worn down by Arkansas's pressure. Uh, maybe a better bet would be Vermont first half just to hedge against the potential for that yeah. to happen. Uh, but I, I think this Vermont offense comes out and, and opens the eyes of Arkansas. They're like, Whoa, this team can't score inside outside. They can knock down triples. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they, they punch them in the mouth early. Uh, I don't know what the odds would be on a first to 15. I like that for Vermont. Yeah. Uh, I certainly like them in the first half and, and I took them full game. As I mentioned, that is uh there is some, some worry to it though and i think matt's going to tell you why
2: yeah i took arkansas it's my best bet and i hate it i'm gonna cry myself to sleep when vermont goes 15 of 30 from three and and ryan davis puts up 25 and 12 on Jalen williams but that's where i think the edge is for arkansas is they have Jalen williams who is one of the best if not the best post defender in the sec you have to be flop. able to st- he's
1: a flopper he takes, oh, he stop takes it. A, ton a ton does of charges. He has a ton t- of
2: charges for a guy who could block mm. like a lot of shots. Um, yeah. But he's just a great, stout post defender, rock solid. I think he's built to defend Ryan Davis, and that puts a lot of pressure on the guards to score. In your eye, right, Jim, they are more athletically uh, charged this year than I think the typical Vermont teams we saw with Anthony Lamb. But Arkansas is just even more athletic, even faster on their perimeter. Um, I think they can dial it up with some spurt ability and, and, and get away from the catamount. So Arkansas minus five against the early money, cut. I have a
0: rule that if you're over six ten, you should not ever take a charge.
2: You shouldn't do it.
0: It's a, it's a bad play.
2: It's a bad man yeah, charges. I uh, just
0: get rid of them all. Matt, I am worried about Arkansas. I'll give you that. They're they're mobile and strong bigs. They have strength too. Is a problem against Brian Davis, who usually has an advantage pulling the five man out to the perimeter because that guy can shoot as well as posts up. He's a stud, two time American East Player of the Year. But I'm not sure he's going to do much against Arkansas. They are so much more athletic. They have the big wings to to make it tough in Vermont. But Vermont can shoot. Top three team in the country in shooting. I mean, they haven't played anyone since December 7th, basically. But I I trust this team in the tournament. I'm making it hot. Uh, Like Jim said, a first half bet is probably the best way to lean, but I'll take full game. I'll put my money where my mouth is. Matt, do you have concern about it being in Buffalo? The chat was mentioning
1: that.
2: I was just going to mention that. I'm doing a call to action on top of that to the mobsters to bring up any other notable location, uh, timing potential edges i've been trying to make a list myself but i it's I feel like i'm splitting hairs there that does not worry me i think there's bigger travel location concerns on the board than this one um like yeah i know vermont's gonna travel well to that game but that doesn't give me like a big travel time zone change concern from an arkansas perspective i don't know it's a long flight sure but it's not like you're going west coast east coast yeah all right next game guy is out on timing and schedule matchup angles out in the Rejecting. tournament
0: absolutely i think yes. it doesn't matter a little bit <laughs> they have two days two through three days to adjust i'm not worried about well them. i
2: don't know why they don't travel like until today or tomorrow in some cases it's dumb they should be traveling like immediately after whatever instead of ways messing up as they we saw with car
1: estate book they don't know where they're going until sunday matt they gotta figure it out
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> this, okay, this, this,
1: matt That's is good. the last minute travel booker so he's like oh it's easy
0: to just book it's a easy flight. right now i, I can yeah. buy
2: a flight in two hours i'll be out of mccarran airport no problem So <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on.
0: We have three more games to hit on Thursday and one's a plan. So Murray State, San Francisco is where we go next. The entire world is disappointed, Matthew, that these two teams got matched up in the first round, obviously two of the best mid-majors in the country. I'm spoiling it now. Murray State minus one and a half is my second best bet. I actually took them at plus one when it opened. I think the Dons are in trouble if Squirrel cannot go they're already they're, they're down to one legit big man, then the top A. No offense um, to the guy whose name I cannot pronounce, who's a very good player in his own right. Vova Markovetsky. Thank you very much, Jim. How do you stop K.J. Williams with just top A and that guy? I don't think you can. Who guards Tevin Brown? I don't think anybody. Um, I love the Dons. They can shoot. But Murray State's on a different level, I think.
2: Um, I've actually swung a little bit back the other way on this one. I was leaning Murray State pretty hard. But I I think the Dons have some matchup angles they might be able to exploit here. But again, the key is um, Jan Misowski, right? If he's not in there and he's not 100%, I I think that basically takes away any possible edge or avenue to success or negating Murray that San Fran could have here, Jim. So it's just a bummer um, that if Misowski's not in there, not 100%, then I'm going to be worried. So no play for me here on the fence.
1: Yeah, I'm leaning Murray State. Uh, I, I, this was brought up to me. I kind of forgot this by uh, my, my buddy Tim Murray at Beeson. But 2019, Murray State beats Marquette first round. Kai, do you know who their leading scorer was in that game? It was not John Morant. It was Tevin Brown. It was not John Morant. KJ Williams also started and played 24 yeah, minutes. And they were freshmen
2: game. on that team. Yeah.
1: They have wow. tournament experience. They've been here. Like it's wild that they're still around. But uh, I think that matters a little bit here. This is san francisco's first ncaa tournament in since 1998 golden's first tournament i wonder if there's any issues to that where they're just kind of like oh we're happy to be here we made it uh we, we'll, we'll see but yeah i'm leaning towards the racers i've just been so high on them all season uh and maybe san francisco's analytical rankings are slightly inflated by blowing out bad teams so I, i'm going Murray.
0: Mm-hmm. oh matthew i'm sorry i thought you had one more thing to add uh I yeah nothing else perfect. to add
2: Zero, Murray more Murray
0: State, best bet. I don't think it's done at minus one and a half. I think it's going to get up to three before a game starts. I
2: that's agree. Right. It's to, if I you agree. like Murray, get in now. I'm with Kyle it's on that one. It's going to
0: keep rising. All right, UCLA, Akron. Wow, guys, no one likes the zips.
2: I've come around, Kai.
0: I've come around. I, I like that nobody likes the zips. At 14, that's a lot of points. I think they can hang Jim. I think they can make this ugly, slow to a crawl. They love 60 possession games. Everyone's overlooking them. The Mac I think, is one. A game in the tournament the last four or so years. It's a tough conference in the first round. What do you think? Under, I like the under. I I I think your angle about slowing it
1: down is extremely spot on. Uh, I do have some concerns about Akron scoring in the half court enough to not want to back the plus fourteen. I'm just okay with taking the under. I think this one is ugly. Uh, UCLA has more shot making in the half court. They're bigger. I mean, Akron has solid big guys. It's a big part of their success, but they're not large. Like they're, they're like six, seven, 200-pound forwards. So I have a little bit of concern going against Cody Riley, against Miles Johnson. Even Hawkes can bully those guys. Like, he, he's strong enough yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. So as much as I, I kind of buy the, the slow down, grimy it up angle for the dog, I'm just more comfortable, Matt, going with the under.
2: G- or I'm starting to side with Tredo takes Kai here. I think if um, those long rangy wings you mentioned for Akron, while they're not like big forces up front, I think that matches them well with this new version of UCLA, which is mostly wings that, you know, attack off the bounce and make shots. It's not really an offense that runs through Riley or Miles Johnson. I think they're more like complementary scores. Um, so I think that's what Cronin should try and focus on. But if he doesn't and lets Hawkes and, uh, and Jules Bernard, who's been kind of a star lately too, um, do their thing. I think Akron's actually built to, like Sky mentioned, not shut them down, but keep it fairly competitive. And Kai, I think some of the money's coming on on our side now. We can now yeah. be on the same uh, the same side of the aisle here with our zips down to 14. Well, I mean, I want
0: to make it clear. UCLA totally overwhelms them talent and size-wise. I just think Akron's tough. They play very well together. I buy this, this chemistry of, of this team. I know that's very intangible and hard to prove on any sort of level, but just a feeling, just a gut. So Akron plus 14 is, one, is, is a ticket I'll be holding on Thursday. All right, finally, it's Kansas versus the winner of Texas A&M Corpus Christi and Texas Southern. And those 16 seeds, guys, are going to have a huge home court advantage because it's oh, in man. Fort Worth, Matthew. Oh, yeah. Fort Worth, Texas. Um, let's talk Texas Southern Corpus Christi real quick because that's the first game that's tipping of the tournament. So exciting. It's almost here. Matt, I'm taking Corpus Christi. Uh, extremely well-coached team. Steve Lutz, former Purdue Creighton assistant, Um, just really impressed with their season. They're tough. They're not nearly as big as Texas Southern, probably not even as athletic, but man, are they going to force turnovers? They're going to force 20-plus turnovers against Texas Southern. I think keep it close.
2: It's a pure bet on coaching. I'm with you. Let's roll aisles. I am worried about, oh, I don't know, upwards of 20 offensive rebounds from Texas Southern in this game. They have just droves of dudes to send the glass, but I, I think the coaching... is real here Steve Lutz is awesome one of the best coaches in college basketball no one knows about yet
1: yeah I I, Corpus as an underdog has been awesome all season I think they win outright against Texas Southern and I think they hang around and annoy uh, Kansas in the opening round Uh, maybe that spread will be I mean Corpus Christi is low in analytics so I think that spread could be probably 25 or higher uh, and that's fine for me I'll, I'll take
0: something up around plus 26 or something Kai all right, guys. Hey, let's do a quick recap of our Thursday best bets. I took Murray State minus one and a half and Creighton San Diego State under 120. Matthew. I
2: like took Arkansas minus five. Womp, womp. Jim. Hey,
1: you're finally not making a best bet a bad team. You, you, you're, you're starting yeah, to please the people by taking a favorite, a team that's. Hey, bad teams be good
2: in March. That up. Maybe I should stick with bad teams now that I say that. Now that you say yeah. that. Hmm.
1: There you go. Hmm. Uh, my best bets are Longwood plus 17 making enough threes to hang with Tennessee and Memphis Boise under 133. I think that one is a rock fight.